It's the end of the month, which means it's time for a media spotlight. This is a very difficult end of the month spotlight for me because I already quote from this book so much and so I don't really want to include a ton of new quotes in the spotlight uh, because I want to save them for pertinent usage in future episodes which is going to make this uh, spotlight very short but still for what it's worth an excellent read going into the new year is Pope Pius XII's Dear Newlyweds no matter how many years you've actually been married I think this book would be hard-hitting and instructive in any season it was actually given to us as a wedding gift, and I didn't get around to reading it until this year, but better late than never, you know? Um, before I go into the book, I want to comment on that feeling we can get when we read something from the saints, from doctors of the church, from pope, popes, etc. And they could have been spoken or written ages and ages and ages before we were born. But we feel like that saint or doctor or pope could have been writing or speaking directly to us, to me, you know, to my specific situation, to my specific state in life. And there's sacred scripture, which in a, in a sense is very high level, not all of it, but much of it. And that's why we engage in the practice of Lexio Divina to really beg the Lord to help us understand how we're supposed to apply kind of that higher level lesson to me washing the dishes right now, you know? Um, versus, for example, this quote from St. Martin de Porres, quote, everything, even sweeping, scraping vegetables, weeding a garden, and waiting on the sick could be a prayer if it were offered to God, end quote. And I read that and there's like no question right? That when I'm sweeping the kitchen, he's talking to me, right? And sometimes it's because we can be really dumb. <laughs> but, but for me, I feel, I feel better when someone with much better credit with the Lord has spelled it out for me. It helps me to feel better seen and truly understood by God. Because we all know Hebrews chapter 4 verse 15, quote, for we have not a high priest who is unable to sympathize with our weaknesses, but one who in every respect has been tempted as we are, yet without sinning, end quote. I know that verse, right? And I've been hearing it my whole life, but in the moment when I'm feeling overwhelmed by the needs of three kids under four years old and only one is potty trained and the youngest is nursing every couple of hours and I just want to put the baby down for long enough to sit in a hot shower and actually have time to comb out my hair and be completely alone so that I can recharge enough to avoid losing my temper. It's hard, you know, to mentally apply this verse and really feel that Jesus understands. On the other hand, it really helps me to read this from one of St. Zeli's letters, quote, I have had a tough battle. For three days I have been alone with these little ones because the maid is with her family. Along with this, I have a terrible cold and a fever and can barely stand up, 
end quote. I read that and I feel considerably less guilty about feeling like a crazy person for wanting a little solitude in the midst of family life. I mean, this saint mother of a saint had a maid. Therefore, I'm not crazy for feeling overwhelmed with not having a maid, right? Anyway, so this book, this book is actually a collection of transcripts from audiences given by Pope Pius Twelfth to newlyweds in the late 1930s and early 1940s. It's divided up into three sections with a total of 12 parts. Uh, section one is entitled Husband and Wife and is divided up further into these six parts. The Sacrament and Rite, Facing the Future, Learning to Live Together, True Love and What It Means, Marriage is Forever, and Fidelity in Marriage. Section two is on Home and Family, which is divided into three parts, The Perfect Home, Establishing the Home, and The Family. And section three is The Family and God, divided up into three parts, Holiness in the family, heavenly patrons of the family, and family in prayer. Very wide range of topics covered in these addresses. Of course, there's plenty of what you would expect with regards to detailing the roles of husband and wife, comments on parenting, on family atmosphere, so on. But there's also, for example, commentary on good and bad literature. Um, some addresses which were specific to the impact of World War II, in particular families being separated due to fathers serving in the war, Um, caring for extended aging family, etc. And this is what I mean by it being instructive for any season of life. And what I really love about this compilation of addresses is how so much of it is like those quotes from St. Martin de Porres and St. Zeli. So much of it feels like Pope Pius Twelfth, whom I will only ever meet, God willing, if I make it to heaven. In speaking to newlyweds in 1939, I feel like he's talking straight to me. And that he sees me in my daily struggles, knows where I've been, knows what temptations I've experienced, anticipates what temptations I'm likely to see in upcoming phases of my life. And really what all of this reveals is how well the church truly knows human nature. Because sainthood is the only thing which is truly unique. Have you noticed that? Every saint, even saints who were heavily devoted to and inspired by other saints, even saints who grew up under the same roof, all have unique stories. But notice that it is their sainthood that is unique. Not their sin. Their sins were all the same. Because sin is predictable. Temptation is predictable. That's how a book like Dear Newlyweds can speak to so many. Because your temptations have been faced by so many other wives before you. And brought to the confessional by so many other wives before you. And by the time you get to your confessor, he already knows this is something that wives face all the time. How much more so the Pope? By the time Pope Pius XII began these audiences, he had been ordained for nearly 40 years. 40 years of confessions and spiritual direction to have a pretty darn good understanding of what temptations couples face over the course of their marriage in various phases specific to various situations in life. And I wish I had read this book sooner because when I think of the dark age... (laughs) 
of our marriage. There's so much that Pope Pius XII could have warned me about, and so much pain he could have saved me if, I, if I'd let him. So much here where he was speaking directly to my immaturity and my idiocy and my childishness and weakness and pain. You know, ladies, any complaint against what the church teaches about marriage or what the church expects of married persons inherently holds an underlying premise that the church does not understand human nature. Right? Specifically that the church cannot possibly understand how difficult it is to bear with the faults of others or she wouldn't be asking so much of us. And specifically for us women with regards to respect and submission and joyful service, right? One of the quotes from this book reads, quote, Within your home, never attempt to calculate, measure, or compare what is tiring or fatiguing, to determine who does the most work or who dedicates the most time and energy. True love never measures or compares. It gives of itself, always reckoning as too little, whatever it does for those it loves. What the imitation of Christ says of divine love can be applied to a profound and holy married love. Love is unrestrained. It knows not fatigue. It desires more than it can do, and nothing is impossible for it. It essays everything and completes and perfects many things which one without love overlooks. End quote. And so many of us women will read that and come back with all sorts of reasons as to why this is incredibly difficult or even impossible to do. As if the church has no idea what she's asking of us and no concept of what we're actually capable of or rather incapable of accomplishing. And it's just, it, it, it's, almost, it's almost comical. We have saints like Saint Monica and Saint Rita of Cassia who suffered greatly in their marriages at the hands of their husbands and yet we read a quote such as this one from this book and then we start saying things like my husband is not saint joseph as if we expect the church to then make allowances for us or to free us from any obligation to pursue sainthood on account of the humanity of our husbands and so I love, again, the assurance that this compilation of addresses gives that the church knows exactly what she's asking of us married persons. And that far from misunderstanding or ignoring the reality of our struggle, Mother Church has such great faith in our ability to move mountains. Take this quote from the address entitled, Heroism of Christian Husbands and Wives. Quote, and what strength of spirit is frequently required for this daily living itself, when every morning one must return to the same work, perhaps harsh and wearisome in its monotonous drudgery, when to make the best of it one must tolerate with a smile, amiably and joyfully, mutual defects and differences that were never overcome the disparities of taste, habits, and ideas which all too frequently occur in ordinary married life, when in the midst of petty difficulties and incidents often unavoidable, one must not become excited 
or spoil the calm and happy mood. When to cold indifference, one must reply with a wise silence. When one must stifle a complaint in time, change and soften a word which once uttered would offend irritated nerves and diffuse a dark cloud in the family atmosphere. A thousand unimportant details, a thousand fleeting moments in daily life, each one of which is small enough, almost nothing, in its own right, but which in their continuity and totality end by becoming most irksome, and which at the same time in most cases entwine and enchain in mutual suffering the peace and the joy of the home. End quote. One last quote from this book that I'd like to share with you, specific to us women. Quote, Yes, the wife and mother is the son of the family. With generosity and devotion, with constant readiness, she watches over and provides for everything that helps to make life happy for her husband and children. She radiates life and warmth. It is usually said that a marriage is successful when each spouse strives from the beginning to ensure not his own, but his partner's happiness. Although this noble sentiment concerns both parties, it is the chief virtue of the wife, who is born with a mother's instinct, a heart full of wisdom, that wisdom which returns joy for bitterness, dignity and respect for humiliation, like the sun which dispels the morning mists at daybreak and gilds the clouds at sunset. End quote. The book is Dear Newlyweds by Pope Pius XII. Have a blessed rest of your 2021. Thank you so much for your support of our podcast. Um, if you have time to leave us a review on our Facebook page, we would really appreciate it. You can also leave us a voicemail message on our podcast platform, Anchor. Uh, feel free to say whatever you like, although if you do leave us a voicemail message, full disclosure that we might play your message in one of our future episodes. But feel free, you know, to give us any feedback um, that you wish. It's so helpful for us. It's always so helpful for us to hear from people listening to our podcast. God bless, ladies. We will see you again next year on the Will to Wife podcast. Thank you so much. God bless. Thank you so much for joining us. You can find all the quotes and resources referenced in today's episode on our website. We'd love to hear from you. And we're looking forward to having you with us again next week on the Will to Wife podcast. Thank you.